We're on the road with Mickey, we're gonna have some fun. Regardless of the rain or sun, our trip has just begun. So buckle up, let's go, we're about to start the show. And maybe if you like us, you'll see where else we'll go. Hi everyone, I'm Sophie, he's Mike. Welcome to our little corner of the podcasting universe. Hopefully you like the sound of our voices and you want to stick around for the show. Not that it stays in one place for long. I mean, after all, we are on the road with Mickey. So hop in the car and buckle up your skate belts because we've got an awesome adventure this week. Now a brief rundown before we get moving. First up, our roundtable talk where we'll discuss the main topic for this week, followed by some Disney trivia ranging from Disney history to a random Disney character of the day. Well, that's just about it. Everybody ready? Let's get this show on the road. Hey, everyone. I'm Mike, and she's Sophie. Hi. And we're on the road with Mickey. This is episode 47 for December 7th, 2020, and we're back after a couple-week hiatus while we were down um, enjoying Thanksgiving at Walt Disney World. Mm-hmm. So with travel and everything, it just didn't work out to make our episodes um, the last couple of weeks. But we hope that you will enjoy this one. Our feature topic this week is our Walt Disney World recap, and we're calling it our favorite five. It's our top five things that we liked about our trip. And um, but of course, like always, before we get into our feature topic, um, we want to go cheddar from the big cheese. And we've got a few things, so I thought I'd start us off. Okay, Soph? Of course. All right. Well, for those of you that were hoping to be at Disneyland this year, and you have tickets for Disneyland, obviously we haven't been able to make those trips. But don't worry about your tickets. Normally a ticket um, would expire the end of December. Um, Mm -hmm. So the end of this month. But with the park closed, the expiration date for tickets has been pushed back to December 16th, 2021. So you have a big window of opportunity when the park reopens to be able to use your tickets and not be out the money you spent for your tickets. So so that's big news. And that's good. That is great news. Yeah. So don't worry about the money you invested in those tickets. So... It'll be there, and um, and if the crazy happens and it for some reason it doesn't open, I'm sure Disney will do right by those tickets. So, yes, and then while it's great to be talking about Disneyland, I like the park that's actually open more. So, coming soon to select Disney resorts, there are characters from Disney. Disney said this. While you're visiting one of these magical places, you may just spot a favorite Disney pal taking in the sights as well. We don't know which characters or resorts they may be at, but it would be neat to see them. Yeah, and I think we're talking different than like a character dining experience where you would see them like at at Chef Mickey's or Mm -hmm. whatever. I think we mean an actual character walking around the resort like in the lobbies and stuff like that exactly exactly so i think that would be fun Mm -hmm. and another thing 
This one regards Epcot. The work is continuing over at Epcot on the Guardians of the Galaxy ride that will open next year. It is in the old pavilion where we had Ellen's Energy Adventure. And ride vehicles were recently spotted on their way to Epcot for installation for the ride, for the attraction. Yeah. And my understanding is that the attraction will be open in time for the mm-hmm. 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World. Yep. So, um, back over at Disneyland, we have news that another store has joined the list of stores that have opened on Buena Vista Street over at California Adventure Park. Off the page. It's like a Disney art store of mm. some sort. I don't know it. I haven't been there. But they have reopened or are reopening. I'm not sure exactly when. The date wasn't really listed. Um, and they, But they will be opening from noon until 8 p.m. throughout, I think, at least the holidays. So. Oh, hey. I've been in off the page. I was just looking it up on Google. It does have... It does market and sell paintings and artwork that are about Disney but it's actually not on Buena Vista Street this is over in Hollywood Land okay mm-hmm. okay well I was reading it that it said off Buena Vista Street so I must be incorrect yeah it's okay but for those of you who haven't heard Disney's California Adventure is open to allow people to go in and visit the shops. None of the rides are open, but right. it is a 100% shopping experience as of right now. Shopping and I just and wanted to I just wanted to remind that people of that in case they hadn't heard. Yeah. Yeah. So so that's that's exciting though because it does give um some glimmer of things to do in that area, you know. It's like an extension of Downtown Disney. Mhm. So. All right. And this is one last bit of information. It's not cheddar necessarily, but it's interesting. And we learned this when we were actually here at Disney. Did you know that the Walt Disney World bus line is one of the first fleets in the U.S. to run off of R50 fuel, which is a 50% renewable diesel made from non-consumable food waste? All Walt Disney World buses are powered by this fuel. It's renewable, and it's helping to conserve natural resources, which I think is amazing. Yeah, I think that's cool. And, you know, I've seen that sign in the buses forever. And mm-hmm. um, it just and never Cindy clicked pointed with us. It out, you know, she pointed it out and said, you know, that's actually an interesting bit of cheddar. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and it's just one of those things. You see it, and you don't really think about it. And now you, you do think about it. So it's kind of neat. So Yep. Definitely not cheddar. Not new by any stretch. It's been there, been that way for quite a while. So Yeah. And then lastly, I just wanted to remind you that there are several ways you can connect with us. You can connect with us on our Facebook group. It's called On the Road with Mickey. Group as well as a page, so you can access us on either of those um, the page or the group. Um, we're we're half in the group, so um, so join in the conversation. 
you know, as always, we're on YouTube with our YouTube channel on the road with Mickey. And we have an Instagram Instagram account also called on the road with Mickey. Um, you can email us. We're at info at on the road with Mickey.com. And we have a voicemail. The voicemail line is 919-799-8390. So give us a voicemail. Leave us a, a topic, you know, idea, something like that. Um, and just, you know, reach out to us. We love to hear from y'all. So, mm-hmm. all right. So that wraps up our cheddar from the big cheese for today. And that brings us to our feature topic, which is our favorite five from our recent Walt Disney World trip. Yep. And those five can be anything. There are a lot of things that we had fun with on our trip. Mm -hmm. And Daddy, I think I'm going to let you go first. Okay. All right. Well, um, Sophie and I decided that we would do this as a countdown. Starting with number five and working our way up to number one. So for number five, and I don't know, this it's kind of hard to, to rank them um, for me anyway. It really but, is. But I put this at number five, so I'm sticking with it. And um, my number five of my favorite five is experiencing and seeing the Christmas decorations throughout the resort. The, the each resort has its own decorations. So mm-hmm. we were at Pop Century. It had its own Christmas tree set up that was unique to to Pop Century, and we loved the ones over at the parks. And we loved the decorations and everything like that. Um, and you know, each of them was really cool. So it was neat to see those again. I agree. I really do agree because. Part of the trip consisted of me actually staying at a different resort than Daddy and Mommy. And I was staying with some friends of ours that joined us for the trip. And we they chose to stay at the Caribbean Beach Resort. Mm-hmm. And we got to go see the lobby of that when we went for breakfast at the resort. And their tree was very pretty, very pretty indeed. But I personally think I liked Pop Centuries better. Okay. So Sophie experienced two resorts. She was almost like um, like she did a split stay, but she didn't. Yep. So that was very nice of Mm -hmm. Sheila and Randy and Jagan to invite you to stay with them. Mm Mm-hmm. So. And um, so that's my number five. So Sophie, what's your number five? My number five has to be a certain thing I did at Disney that I had never done before. Mm -hmm. And it's called the Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom. It's a card game that you play by exploring around the park of the Magic Kingdom. And you will find portals scattered throughout Fantasyland, Adventureland, Frontierland, and Liberty Square. I didn't see any evidence of there being any in Tomorrowland, but that's okay. And, wait, no, there are also some in Main Street, USA. And the point is that you have a deck of cards that you are given at the start, and they 
have a bunch of spells on them, and you use those spells to defeat whatever Disney baddie is trying to take over the Magic Kingdom. Yeah. So you get the cards. First you start where, Sophie? First you start in the... I don't know what the building is called, but it is right next to the town hall in Main Street, USA. You walk right into the park, and then you immediately take a and you will find the town hall. That's where you go to ask about annual passes and all that good stuff. And then right next door is the bathrooms, and then right next door to that is the building where you can find the sorcerer recruiters who will help you to set up your game. It's all through your magic band, and they will give you your first deck of spells. It's actually, yep, and it's actually the Walt Disney World. And above it is the stairway that leads up to the apartment that's like the apartment over at Disneyland, where mm-hmm. Walt would stay. But, um, but anyway... So it's the Walt Disney World. It's the Walt Disney World. Um, yep. Fire station. So. Okay. So, it, but I understand you do have to start there, or you won't know what you're doing. Correct. Yeah, uh, and there won't be any way for you to actually start the game because your magic band will not be set up to. Activate the portals that you will find. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Okay. And personally, I really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. But if I were going to play it, just so that I could play through it all the way, I would actually go and dedicate just a single day at Disney World and go to the Magic Kingdom and play through the Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom game because there are a lot of portals that you have to get. And sure... You can be like me, and you can send your parents to stand stand in line while you go do the thing. But even then, I didn't really get past the Fantasyland adventure, which is right. where everyone starts, I believe. Okay. So it's something that you think you might do on your own once. Yeah, that's what I would do with it. Okay. All right. Well, that's a good number five, and I think that's a good plan. Um as long as you're in the area um, and you can make it to the parks fairly regularly. If you are a family that's coming on vacation, you may not want to devote a whole day to doing that unless you yeah. do, unless you come to Disney quite a bit and mm-hmm. this would give you something new to explore. But, um, yeah. but anyway, good stuff, Sophie. Really good stuff. Yeah. So my number four one of the reasons we were at Disney, of course, was to celebrate Thanksgiving, but it also was our friend Jagan's birthday. Mm-hmm. And she turned 18, and we were able to celebrate with her. And we ate at the top of the Riviera Resort at a restaurant called Topolino's Terrace, and... We had dinner there, and it was absolutely phenomenal. I loved it. I, my meal, I had the herb fettuccine, and it had mussels, and it had um, squid, and it had um, all sorts of clams and all sorts of different oh, seafood yeah. in it. And it was so good. 
Oh, it had such a great flavor. But celebrating Jagan's birthday at Topolino's Terrace and mm-hmm. going out on the terrace afterwards, which is where my picture for this week came from, um, that was a, one of my favorite five, being able to celebrate her. I agree. I agree so much. In fact, that actually Jagan is my number one for my countdown list. Yeah. Yeah. We'll save that. Pretend you didn't hear that, listener, okay? Yeah, you heard nothing. You heard nothing, you guys. Shh. Act surprised. But I will say one more thing about Topolino's. Daddy had his, and it looked so amazing, despite the fact that I think squid is weird and gross, and I would never eat it. You know what? I just felt like I was conquering Ursula. Fair enough. I conquered Ursula with Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom. There you go. (laughs) Now, of course, she's not squid. She's octopus, right? Actually, she only has six tentacles, so she is a hextopus. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, enough about Ursula This is yeah. not her show, it's our show <laughs> mm-hmm. Alright, so well, what's your number four, Sophie? My number four has to be seeing the castle lit up for Christmas And this is a picture that I took It is one of the only pictures that I took And it was the last night we were here We were at the Magic Kingdom and Aunt Sheila, Uncle Randy, and Jagan, they had to go a little bit earlier to get their stuff packed. So we stayed behind for a bit. And while we were there, we were sitting at Casey's Corner. And I got this amazing video of the castle changing colors. Yeah. And the thing about it is, is that, you know those Disney fireworks that we had in our cheddar for, I think, the last episode? How they were testing them out? Well, we finally figured out why and how they were doing that. Those fireworks go off whenever the castle changes colors. I think it's about 15 minutes to half an hour that the castle stays the same. But I got a 9 maybe 10 second video of the castle changing colors and it made all of my photography needs for this trip and to be fair i'm not usually one to take pictures but that was pretty awesome yeah it was and sophie why don't you send me the video Mm -hmm. text it over to me and i'll include it in the youtube yeah I was about to say, why don't I post this to YouTube or have you do it? Yeah, so text it over to me. I'll include it in this week's episode, um, maybe like on the end of the episode so people can see it. Okay. All right, so we'll do that after this, after we record. Oh, um, I just sent it to you. Okay. Anyway, mm-hmm. so that's your number four. Yep, that's my number okay. four. So... Oddly enough, my number three is the fireworks and the castle light display. (laughs) I mean, this was my number three for a bit, but then I did some reordering. Yeah, that's just funny, though. But you're (laughs) right. You know, the fireworks, it wasn't 
a full-blown fireworks show by nope. any stretch. We didn't know. We knew they had tested fireworks. Mm-hmm. But we didn't know that they were going to be doing them during our week there. And they actually started, I think, the... the I think they started the day before Thanksgiving, so Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And we happened to hear about it. And... um. And we heard that they would be doing that ongoing throughout the season, throughout the Christmas season. So, um, so we were looking for it, and it was like um, it wasn't a full blown fireworks. Like I said, it was just like a, whoosh, like one of those where you see yeah, it, a, was, it was sparklers, sparkler, sparkler fireworks. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it was still it was so cool to see it, you know, because we hadn't seen it. We didn't see it in July at all, you know, yep. and so. It was neat to be able to see that again. And in addition to, I'm going to add a caveat to my castle light display. The other thing that was neat was that, like we said, the Tower of Terror, the Hollywood Hotel. Oh, um, yeah. It was also done up with a, with a light display, mm-hmm. an overlay, just like the castle at, at Magic Kingdom. So it was neat to be able to see those as well, although they didn't do fireworks over there. But um, but it was neat to be able to see those. We didn't see them very closely, but we saw some of them as we were walking. Um, so it was kind of neat to see that. So, yep. So th- that's my number three. Mm-hmm. My number three is over at Epcot, actually. And when we went in July, my parents and me, we went in July and it was just in time for the food and wine festival. It was the first day of the festival. And my dad was very excited about this filet mignon that we got over in Canada. Oh, yeah, that was so good. Well, never in my wildest dreams would I have thought that when I came back for Thanksgiving, I would be at Epcot For the very last day of the food and wine, we came on a Saturday, and it was the last day, and I got a shaved ice treat over at the Japan Pavilion, and I don't remember what it's called, but it was amazing. Called the Japan Pavilion. No, 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 I mean the... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know what you meant, honey, I'm just being an obnoxious dad. Yep. Well, it's okay. It's all right. Go ahead. Ah, so you got wait. a shaved ice treat. Yeah, and I just looked it up. It's called Kakigori. Okay. And Jagan got blue raspberry flavored, and I got everything else. There you go. But my favorite, favorite, favorite part of that day was actually when we came to a place that is not actually part of the Food and Wine Festival, but it's opened so infrequently that it may as well be. It's only open on the weekends, Saturday and Sunday, which is why I was so sad that Daddy didn't get to try them because while we were there, I had something that when I ate it, I literally described it as mind-bending, 
and that would be the apple fritter donut holes that they serve there. It's called the Donut Box. It's over by Test Track, and it's only open on Saturday and Sundays. It really needs to be open all week long because I would go there every time. And I desperately want to get you some so that you can try them, Daddy. You would absolutely love them. Okay. So mm-hmm. the apple fritters will knock your socks off, huh? That's exactly what I said in the show notes, yes. <laughs> All right. So that's your number three? That's my number three. Okay. So I'm up to number two already. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of funny... That my number two is not my number one. Oh, I can see why it would be your number one. But it's not. My number two uh, experience my, of my favorite five was when we were able to enjoy and experience the rise of the resistance. Mm-hmm. And we almost weren't able to. Oh, if we, we weren't able to, I would be so sad. I woke up that morning at 6.45 a.m. Mm-hmm. in our resort. And I, at 7 a.m., I made, I joined a boarding group. And we were boarding group number 57. Um, despite joining right at 7 a.m., we were already number 57. Yeah, 7 a.m. is when the boarding group passes are able to be open. Yeah. So I was able to get us a boarding group, and um, and it went fairly well. We were able to get over there. What time was it, Sophie? About 12.30, 1 o'clock when we were able to join our boarding group? It was 12.30 when we originally joined. and Or entered, got into it, yeah. Yeah. And, well, actually, I'll let you tell the story. Okay. And so we're in line for our boarding group. They said, yeah, you got their boarding group and you're ready to go. And they, you know, we walked through and did everything we were supposed to to be able to enjoy it and to experience it. And we are right where we're about to enter to start the actual attraction. And all of a sudden, these people come up. And they say, we're sorry, the rise of resistance is down, and we're going to give you a return fast pass or a return time. You can, when it's back up, you can just come and do your thing and be able to get in and experience it. Yep. In and other words, it went offline right as we were about to right get on. Right as we were about to get on. It was so frustrating. <laughs> It was extremely frustrating, especially since that line queue is not like your average line queue. I'm going to compare it to Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway because they are equally popular, I think. But Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, it's like your average ride in that you get in line and then you get sectioned off to which car you're going to sit in. That's not how it works with Rise of the Resistance. There is something special that happens before you get in that ride. Yeah. But anyway, so we got, we had to, you know, step out of line. We had to plan to come back. And we were lucky because we went and we had lunch. 
Yeah. And we we were able to relax a little bit. And then, you know, we did we did some other things. I don't remember exactly what we did. Actually, and then, I think and I, then we went back. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we did anything between the two of them. Well, we might have done Muppet Vision. I'm not entirely sure. But I think it was for the better that it shut down because I remember Jagan being beginning to get really hungry right as yeah. we were about to get on. So it was nice. It took about an hour, they said, for it to get back up online. So we went and had lunch. Jagan got her fix and all that good stuff. And then when we came back, they let us skip whatever line was accumulating in right. the regular queue. They let us come in through the back. Right. So we basically, at that point, we we went through what amounted to me like a fast pass line. And mm-hmm. so... We didn't have to wait in the same line again, and we were able to enjoy it, and it was phenomenal. The Rise of the Resistance was by far, not just because of the the ride, but because of the whole, you're immersed in the whole world and the whole storyline. Oh, and yeah. From the beginning to the end, and it was just super cool to experience mm-hmm. that. So. And- I brought my droid with me to Star Wars Land that day, FA-9, and you could just hear it in the way he was moving about and beefing his head off. He was so happy. Yeah, he enjoyed being there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Rise of the Resistance, sorry for such a long story, but that was my number two um, favorite thing at Walt Disney World. Yep. And my number two... Is going back to food because you guys know that I love food. Yeah. And it has to do with Topolino's. We did not have dessert at Topolino's. Jake and did. She had a pistachio dessert that looked absolutely beautiful. Yeah. But what the rest of us did is we went downstairs from the terrace, which is up on the roof, and we visited this tiny little cafe. I don't, I, I know think the it's name called. Of it. Le Petit Café, if I'm being correct. Yep, you're absolutely right. You got it. Yep. And while we were there, I saw this beautiful thing. I actually have a picture on my phone, but not on my computer. So let's see if this catches. And it is called the... Oh, yeah. No, it's not catching. It is called the Hazelnut Caramel Profiterole. And basically, it's a hazelnut caramel ganache stuck inside this little puff pastry ball. And there are four of them. And they are so delicious. I had half of that dessert with a cup of hot chocolate. And it was the best thing ever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She really enjoyed it, people. Let me tell you. Yep. Even if I have to write down the name so I can remember it, it was amazing. And you may think that it's kind of small when you see it. It's not small. It took me two nights to finish that thing. It actually didn't look small. And the price for it, um, for budget-conscious people, it was like Mm $7.45. But it was, to me, I felt like it was a good price point for for that dessert. Because it did look huge um, when you compare to how much there was. 
you weren't able to eat it all at once. It was like a two-night thing, like you said. Yeah. So. Okay, there it is. Okay. Oh. Right That's there. what it is. And it's actually only six ninety nine. Right, but after tax it came out to seven forty. Oh, right. Yeah. And thank you, Daddy, for buying that for me. That was delicious. You're welcome, honey. <laughs> and I did try to share it, people. Just so we're clear, I'm not that greedy. I tried to share. Yep. And we we were like it. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway. I do believe there is a little surprise waiting for me regarding your number one because all it says in the notes is drum roll, please. So, Daddy, what is your favorite? <laughs> well, my favorite thing from our trip was being able to, to spend time with you Aww. and also to be able to spend time with Sheila and Randy and Jagan. Family is what it's all about, you know? Thank you, Daddy. So, it, appears we, it appears we both have the same number one then, because although I said that my number one was seeing Jagan again, if you guys... Oh, Daddy, are you crying? No, I just, I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't cry because I have on a lot of makeup. This took me like 10 minutes to do. And... <laughs> While I do say that seeing Jagan was my number one, if you guys had seen me when I saw my parents again after being apart from them for nine weeks, mm -hmm. with context, I've only been apart from them for three weeks at the most before all this, yeah. I gave them both the biggest hug. Yeah. I really missed you guys. Yeah. And although I can see you every week and by recording with you daddy it was nice to be able to hug you again yeah definitely same here honey mm -hmm. so and you know what we listed five but we could have listed 500 things oh yeah you know i didn't even touch on our experience over at night of a million dreams or Neither. night of a million lights which is it Neither did I. Night of a Million Lights. I think we're going to yeah. make that its own show topic. And let's hit on that for next week. I agree. That oh. is an amazing show topic. And I really think it, de it deserves more time in the spotlight than we've been giving it. Yeah. And by the way, our glasses from that, huh? we took them up to Mima and Grandpa. Yeah. And we left them. Um, we gave them to Lindsay so that she could use them to look at the lights on her tree and the stars in the sky and the moon and all that. So, so they are getting a new life. That is a wonderful thing, Daddy. And for those of you who don't know the glasses that we're talking about, when we visited Night of a Million Lights... Don't give that too much. I'm only talking about the glasses, Daddy. We received these glasses. They're not they're not like high quality stuff. They're not like prescription glasses or anything like that. But what you do is you wear them and when you look at a pin light, like say a light on a Christmas tree or the kind of lights that we put out for Christmas, every single pin of light that you look at through those glasses 
will be refracted into a different shape. I got star glasses, daddy got gingerbread man, and mommy got candy canes. And when we look through them, mine look like the North Star that you see in the sky when we're talking about Christmas, the Moravian Star. And theirs looked like gingerbread and candy canes, and it even worked on the moon. Yeah, it does work on the moon. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, we pass those along to Lindsay and um, Stephanie and Shane. So, And that was a great thing. I think that Lindsay is probably enjoying them. Yeah. Tons. All right. So that wraps up our feature topic for this week. And that takes us to this day in Disney history for December 7th. So Mm -hmm. Sophie, what do you got? Well, I have three things. Well, actually four things. It's just that two of them happened on the exact same day. Exact same year. And I am going to go for, I'm going to go from most ancient to most recent, as I always do. So, starting off in 1904, a man named Clarence Charles Ducky Dash is born in Watonga, Oklahoma. And based off of his nickname, can you guess what he is most known for? I have no idea. He is known as the voice of Donald Duck for over for 50 years. His Donald Duck voice was achieved by what he called buccal speech and alarngal form of vocalization which uses the inner cheek to produce sound rather than the larynx. Nash first discovered it while trying to mimic his pet goat Mary. His first Disney credit was the animated short The Wise Little Hen which is where Donald Duck debuted in 1934. So not only has he been the voice of Donald Duck for 50 years, he is the original Donald Duck. Wow. That's pretty impressive. In addition to Donald, he also voiced Donald's nephews, Huey, Dewey, and Louie. He also provided the Popeye-esque voice for Rough House statue in Pinocchio, the bullfrog croaking Watch Out in Bambi, the meows of Figaro the kitten in a handful of shorts, and some dog sounds in 101 Dalmatians. The last film to feature Nash's famous Donald voice was the 1983 Mickey's Christmas Carol. Although he continued to provide Donald's voice for commercials, promos, and other miscellaneous material until his death in 1985. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Mr. Nash. Mm-hmm. For your contribution. Thank you so much. And then this one is not quite as happy because this is about the unfortunate event of Pearl Harbor in 1941. It was Sunday, and Walt Disney heard the news over the radio of the Japanese sneak attack on Pearl Harbor in Hawaii. He then received a phone call from his studio manager telling him that Army troops 
were moving on to their Burbank lot. The troops were going to provide an anti-aircraft installation <coughs> to, perfect, to protect the nearby Lockhead factory, Lockheed Lock factory, which manufactures airplanes for the U.S. Armed Forces. Mm -hmm. Yep. So not quite as happy. In fact, no. not very happy at all. But then, in 1986, two things happened on this day. And the first of it is that the Disney Channel, which had previously been airing only 18 hours out of the day, began to broadcast the full 24 hours of the day. So, okay. when you think about it, for about six, six hours of the regular day before December 7th, 1986, Disney Channel was not airing Disney shorts and stuff like that. It was another channel, but now it is a complete 24-hour channel that all of us can enjoy, especially, yeah. especially those of us who have insomnia, like yep. me, when I was maybe six or something and I wanted to go watch Disney. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, then? and then, also on that same day, The Wonderful World of Disney aired Swiss Family Robinson. The movie? Yes. And that's the movie that the attraction is based on. Mm-hmm. So, Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse at um, Magic Kingdom is um, one of my favorite attractions. And I didn't do it this this go round, but you and Jagan did. Yep, we did. And Jagan actually filmed it while I provided that amazing articulate tour guide voice of mine. There you go. So who knows? Mm-hmm. Maybe you'll be an internet sensation. <laughs> who knows? I don't think Jagan's gonna post that anywhere. Okay. All right. So that, you got any other history or is that all of it? Nope, that is all I have for today. All so, right. why don't we move on to your segment next? Yeah, I have a very interesting character. And by the way, I want to give a shout out to um, Sheila and Randy and Jagan. Because, before I get into my history... Because they gave me this hat. Can you see it? Yep, I see it. The it Jungle Cruise. Jungle Cruise. And it's an awesome hat. And oh, yeah. it even repels both the backside and the front side of water. <gasps> because and... it started raining. And I didn't realize that it was repelling it. Um but when I got to my room and I took my hat, I realized all this water was just beaded on the on the hat. It hadn't soaked mm -hmm. through. What so an was, amazing feat of technology. Yeah. So it's, oh, it's fun guaranteed fact. to to repel the backside of water. Mm-hmm. Fun fact. It's not the jungle cruise right now, it's the jingle cruise. The jingle cruise, that's right. Mm -hmm. And it was and fun. I, I think and that was we the first time we saw it. 
Yep, I think we were on the Eggnog Annie. Is that what that was, we were on? I think I that remember. was the name of our boat. Yeah. All the boats have names. And then also, I have this shirt. Can you see it okay? Uh, the, yep. And that is a shirt that we were actually given. I was given a Hercules-inspired one, and it matches Jagan's. And Daddy was given a Hades-inspired one that says, It's a dead world after all, because he rules the underworld. Yeah. So, Jagan, for her birthday, she decided she wanted to have a Hercules-themed birthday. Yep. So we had these shirts to wear, and um, Mommy had a shirt that had the Coca-Cola logo on it, but it was called Herculade from, yep. from Zero to Hero. Yep, I actually know that song by heart, but I do believe we're going off on a tangent. Yeah. Who is our Who's Who character for well, today? I wanted to say thank you to Jagan and Sheila and Randy for the hat. Yes, and for the ears because they made some amazing ears for us, and I absolutely love them. Thank you, guys. So, I just picked a character today. I didn't have anything. It doesn't tie into the show at all. It's Mm -hmm. just, I just character I picked, and we hadn't talked about him in forever. And he's a movie that we have, and I really like the movie. I haven't seen it in forever And his name Is Chicken Little <laughs> Oh hey I actually and I was actually thinking about watching That last night There you go well that's funny Well he's a bit Of an outcast You remember in the movie he had an Incident with a hexagon shaped object Falling from the sky And an all out panic That the sky was falling he became the laughing stock of the town and the target of bullies. Chicken Little is eager to change his image, even going so far as to join the baseball team to make amends with his father and become popular. But he can't change his true nature. He worries about everything and can't help calling everyone else's attention to the things he is concerned about. Mm-hmm. Now I have two bits of did you know You may know one of these I don't know It's been a long time since we saw the movie So, But anyway Did you know that Chicken Little's Full name is Ace Chicken Little Cluck Now that you remind me of it I do remember that his first name was Ace Okay Now What you may not know Is that in the original script Chicken Little was written As a girl I actually do know that Well not in the original script of the movie But Chicken Little was actually inspired Off of a children's story That I know very well Mm -hmm. Because I read it a lot When I was in elementary school And in that story Chicken Little was a girl And Foxy Loxy which was a girl in the movie Is actually a boy in the Original thing Okay and There are no aliens in the original one No 
That was that was Disneyfied. Yep, and it was it was a really good one. Well, they changed it to introduce a father son dynamic to the film. That's why they changed it. That makes a lot of sense. So, Chicken Little is my Disney Who's Who's character for December seventh. Mhm. And my Walt Disney quote is on the subject of family. I thought that was appropriate since we just spent Thanksgiving together and a family and all that. Mm-hmm. And Walt says, we're all proud of the honors that many groups around the world have given us. And we're even more proud that the public, whether in theaters at Disneyland or in their homes, continues to express its faith in the kind of family entertainment we produce. And I thought that was a good quote to share today um, from the aftermath of Thanksgiving and how family matters and it matters as much now as it ever did because of COVID, you know? Definitely. So, so that's my Walt Disney quote. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we move on to the charity spotlight for today. Yeah, we're winding which- down. Yeah. Charity Spotlight. Mm-hmm. But we're continuing our talk on the Noose River Golden Retriever Rescue. Sophie, why don't you talk about them? I would gladly talk about them. And from now until the end of the year, this is the one that we're going to be focusing on. And that's what Daddy means when he says we're winding down. Because it is December now. And it is drawing near to the end of the year. Yeah. And... But I really enjoy talking about the Noose River Golden Retriever Rescue. It has helped me and my family so much because I remember we first decided to get a dog when I was in middle school, I believed. I was really not feeling very great. And my mom decided... If we get her a dog, maybe this will help her some. So we went and we basically met all of these dogs that were up for adoption. Mm -hmm. And there was this adorable little one named Christmas, by the way. She was an absolute sweetheart, but she was so scared of everything. And I feel really bad for her. But the one we ended up choosing was Reagan and... We chose him because he really chose us. Exactly. You you don't choose the dog normally. The dog chooses you before you choose the dog. Yeah. And so we had Reagan, mm-hmm. and he was a senior, and he was awesome. He was absolutely wonderful. He was the best dog we could have ever had at that time. Yeah. And then he had to be... He had to be put down because his hips gave out. And after a time when we grieved him, you know, then we started thinking about another golden and we started looking and we came across River. River. And And River is with us now. Mm -hmm. And Mommy says that she was not really open to getting another dog after Reagan because, yes, she did buy Reagan. For me, 
But in the end, Reagan became her dog. Yeah. He was mommy's dog before he was either daddy or mine. Yeah. And when she saw River, she was at first not really open, but then she looked at River and she was like, he looks like Reagan if Reagan were a puppy, I think. That's yeah. what she said, and that's how we met River, and that's how we got open to wanting to see him. And when we came to visit him, we visited him in his foster home because he was so timid to be around other dogs that he would just be scared if we met him the way we met Reagan, which was at an adoptathon where all these other dogs were waiting to be met. And we were told, don't expect River to come right up to you. He's going to be timid. Well, the next thing we know, we ring on the doorbell. And he was there waiting to meet us. Yeah. He came and, right up to us. And it really surprised the mm-hmm. foster parents. So. Yep. So we were able to foster him. Mm-hmm. Because he had some medical things to get finished with. And yeah. after he was done with that. Then we were able to adopt him. And so we've had River for four years now. He's mm-hmm. six now. Six He'll be seven in March. Yeah, he was so two when he's we almost seven. first he's six and three quarters. Uh huh. So. And he still acts like a puppy. He may be oh, yeah. rather gray around the face, but yeah. he is a puppy at heart, and he's absolutely spoiled rotten because the first day he came home to us, I patted the couch beside me and he got right up in my lap. And now, every night after dinner is done, I know that he's looking at my mom like, okay, if you're not going to give me food, when are you going to get on the couch so I can get up there with you? Come on, couch time. Exactly. And so, Mm -hmm. he does have anxiety issues. That's why he grayed early. But he's a good boy, and Mm -hmm. he is always excited to see us. So. All rescue dogs are good boys and girls. And we just want to talk about the Noose River Golden Retriever Rescue because there are so many of those good boys and girls who are looking to find forever homes. So if you live in the North Carolina area, then there is a chance that you could adopt one of these dogs. They do not, they take in dogs from around the world, but they do not adopt these dogs out us out Except of state. In like a hundred mile like yeah. a hundred mile radius mm-hmm. of Raleigh. Um yeah so there may can, be you can learn more about them by going to their website which is goldenrescuenc.org and mm-hmm. if you are if you feel led to donate towards their towards their um their rescue there's a donate button right there and Feel free to do so. And, um, you know, we're going to make a donation come the end of the month for our family. But mm-hmm. um, but anyway, that's that's what we wanted to say about the Gold, Noose River Golden Retriever Rescue. It's a yep. great organization. So It is a wonderful organization. Yeah. All right. So that wraps up our show. I just want to say that On the Road with Mickey is sponsored by Pixie Vacations by Mike Ellis. And Tech Solutions NC. 
If you have any computing or travel needs, reach out to us. Tech Solutions is found at techsolutionsnc.com or on Facebook. And you can reach Mike for travel needs at mike at pixievacations.com or on Facebook at pixievacations.com. Next week, like we said, we're going to talk about um, the night of a million lights. Yes, with the Give the Kids the World. It's the World Village. Mm-hmm. And that'll be next week's topic. And um, and I think you're going to be really excited because we're going to share some of our photos and all that um, regarding it. So. Yep. You guys have seen a little bit of the live stream if you were with us. I think Daddy was live streaming a tiny bit of it. If yeah. not, he was recording videos of it. Yeah. And, and, and we've got a boatload of pictures. Mm-hmm. But right now, we are nearing the one hour and 20 minute mark so i think we better end this show here we will see you guys on the road we love having you with us and thanks and we will see you on the road road. Bye. bye okay so